Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually, consciously living today. Here's your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we have an opportunity to dive into the philosophy and practices of yoga uh, to help us lead a happy, healthy, spiritually awakened life. And I'm so delighted uh, that today we get to talk about Kriya Yoga as a practical system for enlightened living. And we are joined by Giovanni Formasano, a Kriya Yoga teacher from Milan, Italy. And we're going to talk a bit about uh, the teachers of Kriya Yoga and, again, about how practices can help us, uh, in, especially in this time. Uh, Giovanni began to uh, learn about yoga at a very early age. She began teaching himself various practices of yoga at the age of 12. And he studied with many yoga masters in India, became a certified Hatha yoga instructor. And uh, he began following the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda in 2000. And in 2003, began studying with Yogananda's direct disciple, Roy Eugene Davis, also my spiritual teacher and guru. In 2008, he founded the Kriya Yoga Ashram in Milan, Italy, which teaches a complete practice, which, of course, includes um, postural yoga, asana, and the profound uh, practices of Kriya Yoga, the philosophy as well as the particular uh, meditation practices that were uh, came to us from Paramahansa Yogananda and Mr. Davis. You can find out more about Giovanni and his teaching schedule at his website, kriyayogaashram.com. Uh, much of the website is in Italian, but uh, due to technology today, it is easily translated for us by Google or some other uh, uh, app that will help you and you'll see though there are many beautiful uh, videos of Giovanni uh, teaching that you may find helpful. Uh, welcome Giovanni, I'm so happy to have you uh, join me. Hello, yeah. hello, ciao a tutti. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to, to be here with you. Yeah, it is my pleasure. We, you know, um, Giovanni and I were scheduled to offer a 
Kriya Yoga meditation retreat in Italy um, in a couple of weeks or a few weeks. And I was supposed to be in Italy. But of course, now I'm back in the U.S. and he is there uh, in Italy. But our, our retreat has been postponed. And uh, so we're all making our yoga retreats at home these days. So in our upcoming conversation, we'll be talking a little bit more about how to do that. But before we do that, let's take a moment to just center ourselves in uh, meditation. Taking a conscious breath wherever you are, sitting or walking. Let your breath connect you with your body, your energy. And beyond that, deeper than that, your essence of being. Breathing in, breathing out. Noticing the gentle flow of the breath. Feeling anchored in the infinite divine self. That one life, one power, one presence, which is expressing as all that is, which is the life of our life. The breath of our breath, the heart of our heart. So as you notice your breath, notice how the thoughts can recede like the wave returning to the ocean. And in the depths of the ocean, the stillness. So even as the wave activity may continue, wave of thought, wave of the breath. There is within the depths of our being the constant stillness which is innate to our being. And from that stillness emanates peace, the unconditional peace of the soul. Let's invite that peace to fill our mind and our body. And as we begin to bring our attention and awareness forth. Let us contemplate this beautiful prayer from the Vedas, so often quoted by our teacher, Mr. Davis, 
I salute the Supreme Teacher, the truth, whose nature is bliss, pure wisdom, beyond all qualities and infinite like the sky, beyond words, one and eternal, pure and still, beyond all change and phenomena, the silent witness to our thoughts and our emotions. I salute truth, the supreme teacher. Let us be in touch with that supreme teacher, the infinite divine one that pervades all of life and is the indweller of every heart. May we be guided by that divine light, now and always. Om. Peace. Peace. Once again, I want to welcome Giovanni Formasano, who is the founder and director of Kriya Yoga Ashram in Milan, Italy, and uh, connecting with us from Italy this morning. Uh, Giovanni, I'd like to begin with just learning a little bit about your spiritual journey. Um, what brought you, well, let's even go back further, what brought you to yoga and then what brought you to Kriya Yoga? So uh, it seemed that it was an evolving path for you and we would love to hear about that. Yes, I, I think I say that uh, Kriya Yoga has chosen me. Yogananda has chosen oh. me. It happened uh, that when I was 12 years old, I, I saw a, a 90 years old man who spoke on TV, mm. television, about yoga and its benefits. And I was impressed by this uh, mm. healthy, elder man and uh, bought a, a book of, of, on yoga with the money lent to me by my grandfather mm. and started practicing yoga uh, on myself. Uh, my practice uh, has been physical at a yoga until my 30. Mm. And uh, then when I was in my 30s, I read a small book of yoga analogy. Uh, scientific healing affirmations. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it, a good one. <laughs> and a good one a, for our time, too, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. That was the first book uh, of Yoga that I read. And everything started from there. Then I, I read the uh, autobiography of a yogi and started to study the uh, lessons of the organization that Yogananda founded, mm -hmm. SRF. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started practice, practicing the teachings of the master. Uh, in the same period, I attended the Yoga Institute of Carlo Patian, that has been a, a pioneer of yoga in Italy, mm -hmm. a great teacher. And, uh, and then I uh, graduated with him as a yoga teacher, at a yoga teacher. 
Eden started to teach yoga, at the yoga in the um, fitness centers in, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was in the fitness uh, centers and the gyms. And in the meanwhile, I had the great opportunity to meet uh, two living disciples of Yoganandaji, who greatly influenced my spiritual path. Swami Kriyananda, mm-hmm. you know, the founder of several communities scattered around the world, one of which is in Italy, in Assisi. Mm, I have been there. It's very beautiful. Beautiful, really beautiful, yes. And especially I met Rajin Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one who later became my master in his life. Mm-hmm. And who allowed me to become his minister, one of his ministers, giving me the opportunity, the great opportunity, to teach traditional Kriya Yoga as uh, one of his representatives. And it has been a blessing for me. It is definitely a blessing and such a responsibility that we should <laughs> yes. um, You know, I, I appreciate your story very much because sometimes, you know, those who are practicing uh, classical yoga and who are immersed in yoga philosophy, meditation, um, sometimes they worry about... Um, especially yoga in America, how, you know, people are practicing asana at the gymnasium and uh, they say this is yoga and then, you know, or and so there's a, a sense that yoga has been lost. But I always say if someone comes onto the path of yoga and practices sincerely, um, mind starts to become calm, body energy is harmonized, and then it is natural to the soul's natural yearning for truth is uncovered. And uh, so yoga finds a way. And then I agree, I think uh, the masters then find us. And uh, it has been my personal experience and that of so many that I have met along the way that once, uh, if this is the path for you, once Yogananda comes into your life, um, he does not let go. (laughs) (laughs) And and what what I mean by that is that there is a fire of inspiration and divine remembrance that is lit and uh, so I see people who say, you know, oh, I read autobiography of a yogi 10 years ago. I, it, it influenced me. And then I wandered off into the corporate world or I wandered off into family life. Um, but now it is calling me again. So I, I have heard that so many times. Um, but of course, you didn't wander far. You stayed very disciplined on the yoga path and that's how I have known you and seen you as one who has tremendous focus and discipline Um, so how has uh, Kriya Yoga supported you in this time of this global pandemic when of course we're aware that you know Milan for some time was a point of focus in the world as an epicenter and and now we have taken over that um, position from you in the US. So (laughs) tell us how Kriya Yoga has supported you because I'm sure it will be helpful to us. Uh, You know, I think that practicing Kriya for more than 
than 20 years. Make it easy uh, to find support. At some point, the practice is become natural and completely change your endocrine, nervous and the energetic system, making it very sattvic. Mm-hmm. And so when these times of challenge come, you are prepared mm-hmm. in, a, in a way or another. Uh, it is, uh, you know, also you can, you may fall into negative moods, hmm? such as the typical ones that accompany people in this period. You know, uh, the people is uh, frightened, is sad, is uh, uh, stressed. But if you practice something like Kriya Yoga, uh, you know, and uh, so uh, asana meditation, pranayama, uh, keeping in tune with masters, the back of the heart brings you back on track immediately. Mm-hmm. It is like uh, it is uh, a bit like the alarm system that uh, is now installed installed in the modern cars. Mm-hmm. You know, where, which wants you if you touch the line or the roadway mm-hmm. and bring you back to the center. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I that, have experienced that too, that, uh, you know, there's so much, um, the, the global field of energy, you know, has a lot of Thomas Guna in it right now, or heaviness, yes. you know, because of all the death and because of the fear. Um, so it's pervasive in the, in the mass consciousness. And um, so we, from time to time, of course, are going to feel the influence of that. But as yogis, we have certain practices, which is our meditation, our asana, our pranayama, and as you say, our connection with the masters and their um, sattvic or illumined consciousness that helps us um, come back to that place. And I love your idea about the automatic mechanism that comes into play um, because I have experienced that myself, that sometimes I can feel the pull of the world, but I have the gift of this um, teaching and practice and presence that pulls me back. And also... um, spiritual friends, you know, like you. So we we can be in a divine conversation um, that is very helpful. So any particular practice that you would lift up to say to the listeners this morning that you find especially helpful? I think the uh, daily meditation is number one. Mm. To, to have a time every day dedicated to, to meditation, 20 minutes, 30, 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah. whatever you can, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, I think also Japa practice during the rest of the day, you know, uh, to choose a mantra, our phrase, uh, which can be Om Guru, Om Namah Shivaya, uh, or 
Uh, I love also the, the mantra of the Ho'oponopono. <laughs> Thank you, I love you. That is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, repeating a, a mantra, uh, keep your vibration uh, high. Mm-hmm. And uh, remind you that you can, uh, you can uh, do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it clears the it clears the mind, you know, of worry and heaviness. Yes. So if you're practicing mantra during the day. I, for me, what has happened in my life is that mantra uh, is in my consciousness when I awaken in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I begin with mantra before I even leave the bed. The mantra begins, and uh, that has been a great blessing. And so that happens with mantra practice. If you're practicing consistently with meditation, and then throughout the day, you know, if you notice the mind is becoming heavy or you're worried or distracted, just a few minutes of chanting the mantra um, audibly or mentally um, then at other times the you know if you stay with the same mantra for a period of time then mm-hmm. the mantra will act on its own you know it will begin to um, be activated um, by yes. itself and call you to uh, divine remembrance so that I'm glad you brought up that tool meditation and um, mantra. They're both so important. And um, before we go to the break, I I want to say, you know, I'm aware that you have two beautiful young children at home. And so in in case our listeners think, oh, Giovanni, you know, he's been practicing so many years and now he is in a cave in the Himalayas. No, <laughs> but no. <laughs> you are in a household with little ones. So how do you manage that besides your beautiful wife, who I know is also a yoga teacher and very supportive? Uh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, it is ch- certainly a challenge. Most of all in this period, when we are all at home, <laughs> Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and so uh, I have to say that uh, it is uh, it is a blessing anyway you know because uh, it is a relationship that challenges us uh, to make us better mm-hmm. because without relationships we cannot I think uh, improve ourselves all the, all the problems of the world, the world mm-hmm. comes from relationships. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. This is true. And, you know, sometimes people say they want to go, you know, want to enhance their spiritual path. They want to go on a retreat that's an intensive. And um, because I have practiced in family all my life uh, and relationship, I know that that is the great intensive um, because you know Definitely. the thing it's it's easy to be a saint on a mountaintop um, because you know when you're alone it, you know and our guru would say you know you can mm, fall uh, prey to thinking that you're more enlightened than you really are <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but 
in our families, um, we get to see where our edges are, where our samskaras are. They come up for us uh, to to clear up. So um, I, I agree that it's an important time also for families and for children. Um, it will this will impact their life in a strong way. And um, so tell us, you know, in a practical way, what do you do um, besides understanding that the family helps us grow, helps us awaken? How do you navigate with the children to make space for that 24 hours being together? Okay, in the, uh, the first thing is uh, the morning meditation. You can meditate in the morning. You wake up earlier and can meditate. And this is, this is what I do. Mm. I always did my hour and a half or two hours of Kriya Pranayama meditation every morning when uh, they are sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I I stay with, uh, with them, work with them on my laps and uh, everything <laughs> <laughs> at their computer. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, trying to write something that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the afternoon, for the afternoon practice, uh, we are, we are uh, uh, lucky, my partner and I, my partner Christina, mm-hmm. because there are the, uh, the parents of Christina who help us mm-hmm. taking care of Tommaso and Joya, our children. Mm. And we practice, we practice the yoga meditation. I have to say that sometimes in Shishasana, there is Joya, <laughs> my little baby, that come there and uh, uh, embrace me in Shishasana. <laughs> and uh, that gives me more, uh, you know, strength to stay in the, into the asana. Uh, it, is be- beautiful. it is beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. And children are naturally drawn to that sweet energy with asana. And I have seen, of course, my, you know, my young ones are now adults and uh, I have grandchildren, but I remember practicing and the children, you know, being drawn into the room and um, just, you know, attracted to the energy. But of course we can't uh, expect them to stay still. And uh, so we have to uh, accommodate that. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity to open the heart and to share that energy with them. But with the little ones, you know, we have to let them lead in a sense, yes, you yes. know, with, with, their, uh, with their energy. Um, we're going to go for a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk more about Paramahansa Yogananda and how that... Uh, that he has drawn us uh, to this path. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with our guest, Giovanni Formasano, uh, teacher of Kriya Yoga philosophy and Hatha Yoga at the Kriya Yoga Ashram in Milan, Italy. And we'll be right back with you. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with your host, Yogacharya, Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm here today with Giovanni Formisano, who's speaking to us from his home in Milan, Italy. He's a teacher of Hatha Yoga and a Kriya Yoga minister in the tradition of uh, Roy Eugene Davis, um, direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. And you can find out more about Giovanni, his teachings, and uh, also get some inspiration for your practice at his website, kriyayogaashram.com. Um, Giovanni, let's let's go back to um, your connection with Paramahansa Yogananda. And of course, Yoganandaji had left his body, um, you know, uh, at the time, you know, when you were connecting with him, his, he was not physically with us, but of course, spiritually um, ever as strong. So um, what, what has it been for you about Paramahansaji that especially inspires and supports you on your spiritual path? Well, I could say his eyes, <laughs> his heart, his bhakti. Anyway, um, I, in Yogananda, I love much his bhakti, his devotion to God. Mm. But also the fact that he is a universal, complete saint. Mm. In him coexists devotion, wisdom, selfless service, the great energetic and vibrational power of those who have gone completely beyond this illusory, illusory nature, Maya, and this limitation, and they have achieved yoga, complete union with God. Is mm. is uh, uh, vibration? Is vibration? Yeah, and you know that's a beautiful um, explanation of of Yogananda. I mean, if we could put it into words, you have done a beautiful job. And you know, we were both uh, so blessed, of course, to know his direct disciple, Mr. Davis, and. Even though, of course, they were very different in their um, being, you know, in yes. their personality yeah. level, um, still, I felt that because of Mr. Davis, we were able to more intimately know Paramahansa Yogananda um, because we could um, not only hear about his life, but actually witness the influence of Paramahansa Yogananda on the shaping of this uh, soul, this uh, young man, you know, when he met him from America and how his life was so transformed by Paramahansa Yogananda. So I, uh, like you, have felt um, the blessing of Yogananda, not only by connecting through his image through his eyes, which you can see the soul, the strength of soul and his writings and feel his presence. But through his direct disciple, having that blessing of seeing the power of his influence. Um, how did you meet uh, Mr. Davis? Um, 
You know, the first time I met Mr. Davis was uh, uh, at a yoga festival in Milan. Mm. He came here in a 2003. And uh, since then, I have kept in uh, constant contact with him through emails and uh, uh, joining him when I could in the retreats held at his center for spiritual uh, awareness. And um, Mr. Davis uh, has been for me a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I loved uh, most of Mr. Davis his essentiality and his being practical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In, I, I was going to say in the U.S., you know, he is from the Midwest, the middle of our country, which is known for being very practical. And so uh, we always kind of find that interesting about him, that um, practical nature he was raised with, you know, on a farm, very basic, very practical but um, a yogi in his heart and in his soul. So in him, those two come together very beautifully. Um, please continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's a, it's a, uh, it was a true yogi, I think. It is a very uh, rare to find a yogi like him. Yes. He devoted all his life to yoga, Kriya Yoga. Yes, and I, I think one of the things that he demonstrated for us. Um, I sometimes say um, no frills, (laughs) no frills, meaning, you know, nothing added on and just the direction of Paramahansa Yogananda to lead a very simple life, but a very focused life, which is the core of Kriya Yoga practice. And um, so helpful to us in this time, you know, how Parmanzaji taught plain living and high thinking, you know, um, Roy Eugene Davis personified that with his yes. life, this simple life, but um, a Himalayan thought, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the soaring into the infinite with his consciousness. And um, so, you know, when I met uh, my guru, uh, Mr. Davis, uh, in 1979 and was with him in the early 1980s, he was actually teaching asana at that time. And in some of his early books, we see him demonstrating the yoga postures, much like we can see on your website with you. Um but then over the years, you know, he became more and more focused on teaching meditation and uh, cosmic um, cosmic processes. Um, so I would like to come back to um, asana, because we know that Yogananda taught it to Mr. Davis. He taught it to the monks. So we, we get to see some photos of that. Um, and it was, of course, your path and one that you still continue very strongly. So how do you see the connection with asana and kriya yoga and why uh, do you think it's important uh, as you said yogananda taught asana and uh, hatha yoga to his disciples his students uh, the brother of yogananda ji bishnu Ghosh, has been a great great hatha yogi 
one of the best Tatayogi in this world in the last century. Uh, from him came Bikram and uh, all these schools. And there is also in Calcutta, there okay. is uh, still his school. Did you, go, did you go there? Yes, I went there. Yes, I did also. <laughs> I, I knew Muktamala. Uh-huh, yes, we met her also, yeah. His, his, his granddaughter. Uh -huh. Yeah, granddaughter. Uh, that is a piece of history of, uh, of yoga, it's wonderful. And you know, I think that Tata Yoga, the practice of asana is not only important, but fundamental for modern people. The most of the people are not able to stop the mind without without doing some work before that prepare them. And uh, we are, we have to understand that our uh, body is the temple of the soul and must be kept clean and healthy. Okay. The asana, asanas perfectly perform this task, allowing us to keep the body vehicle flexible, strong, pure, and healthy. I think it would be a, a shame, a pity not to practice them. They are a gift. They are a gift, really. And also, you don't have to, don't have to think that asana is the only yoga. Mm -hmm. That's just a little bit of yoga, one of the branch of yoga. Mm -hmm. But it is important. It has its, its place. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, that the practice of asana, which has been consistent for me through the years and important to me, uh, to my health, to my balance and sense of well-being, um, but you know, yoga, of course, is the is the connection. <laughs> I, you know, we think of in the Kriya Yoga tradition, yoga as samadhi. You know, the um, the anchoring of our attention and awareness in our essence of being. You know, being restored to wholeness. But yoga is also that connection of body, mind, and self. So, and so, uh, I agree with you. You know, to leave out the physical level to leave out the body, which is, you know, affirmed as the temple of the self, of the soul, um, somehow the balance, uh, we become imbalanced. And, you know, we, I have many opinions about this. And <laughs> one is that we have too much uh, masculine uh, energy in our world. And by that, uh, you know, I don't mean about men, I mean, masculine energy, uh, which is a the, the is is mental and driving, and uh, the body uh, we can think of more as the feminine energy, uh, and so to um, uh, to leave out the body in a sense is leaving out um, that connection to feminine energy, which we need that balance of. Uh, of of body and mind and spirit so uh we need that for healing in our personal lives and healing in our world we don't want to cut off connection with the body and connection with the earth right if we are here is it is for a, a reason 
<laughs> we have to use this body and, and live in har harmony with this uh, earth. Uh, earth. And uh, another thing that I noticed that many students approach approach yoga thanks to Atta Yoga. Mm -hmm. They right. start with Atta Yoga, and then with in time deepen the more subtle aspects such as philosophy, meditation, and so on. I think that the asanas could be a starting and a connecting point between matter and the spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes, I think so too. And even if it comes the other way, if a person comes first to meditation and study, because sometimes it happens that way, then it is useful to include the body. So there is the balance. And of course, asana, um, that's one of the principal gifts of asana, that it contributes to balancing the prana, hatha, the sun ah, and moon yes. currents uh, in, in the body. So, um, but, you know, of course, there are many people who feel like, oh, I can't do uh, asana. You know, I'm not physically fit. Um, you know, if they come to yoga at some later point in life um, or they have some physical uh, challenge. So, um, you know, when we look at your videos, they're very beautiful uh, in some very advanced yoga poses. So, you know, what do you tell students who are not at that level? How can they practice asana? Uh, the practice of asana is possible anyway for everyone, as you know. Uh, even for those who are very rigid or have uh, health problems, everyone can practice yoga. Uh, the, uh, of course, the practice must be adapted to the student and not vice versa. Uh, and the teacher must be good at uh, uh, sewing, so to speak, the suit tailored to the students, like mm. a tailor. Mm -hmm. And this is not very possible in group classes. Mm. Uh, but individual sessions can be done to work even with those who are in, unable to join the groups. Okay, uh, Individual session. And uh, everyone can practice yoga. There are uh, thousands of postures and possibilities. Everyone can practice. And you know, I think uh, with asana, one of the gifts is uh, learning how to attune to prana, to energy that opens the body. So, and it's the same, in a sense, tool that we need in meditation to tune into energy. So rather than forcing a posture from the outside, you know, we see a picture mm -hmm. or we're in a class and we think, okay, I should bend this way. Uh, with proper asana practice, what we're actually doing is is working from the inside out and not from the outside in. So whatever your level of physical ability, that is the primary tool of learning how to follow the energy in the body that will actually open the body itself and um, it's amazing to me that at whatever time in your life um, that you start asana, 
the body will begin to quickly respond and to heal. Even if you had a practice when you were younger, then you start up again, you're older, the body is a little stiff. Um, the body is very forgiving and it will open. Um, yes, I think it, uh, our cells uh, uh, have a memory. They remember, Smriti, <laughs> say Patanjali, they remember uh, that they, uh, we, we were all flexible when we were uh, children. You can put the, the legs uh, under the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the time, with the life, with the challenges of life, we become stiff, we become uh, rigid. And, uh, and uh, with Atta Yoga, we can regain that, uh, that flexibility, that, uh, uh, you know, health that mm. we had when we were children. It's a beautiful way to think of it. And of course, it's a skill that we need right now, always, but right <laughs> now, to be flexible um, because so much is unknown. And if we become stiff and rigid, then it is very hard to flow um, day by day with what the requirements are. Um, and so we've been talking about different practices that, that are supportive in this time. And, and I read a piece that you wrote about uh, concentration and how concentration uh, can be so helpful to us at this time. You know, we think of it, uh, dharana, as a precursor to meditation and samadhi, um, learning how to train our attention but um, you were pointing out how important that skill can be to us outside of the time of meditation. So I'd like to uh, ask you to share with our listeners a little bit more about this um, insight and teaching you've offered on um, dharana, on concentration. You know, uh, we live most of the time uh, distracted by a lot of things most of them uh, not useful <laughs> and worthy. <laughs> and uh, uh, in these days, if you cannot perform the multi multitasking, you are not uh, considered. Mm -hmm. And that is really something that uh, is not useful. We should learn to do one thing at a time and do it at the best of our possibilities. Because we are becoming masters of uh, distraction. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we uh, dedicate to the, uh, this more, uh, uh, mode of mind, distraction, uh, a lot of hours during the day. Looking at the TV, uh, having uh, uh, not useful conversations, and, uh, and so on and so on. We should become become like uh, Mr. Davis said, more essential. Eliminate what is not useful, and learn to give our complete attention to the task, to the task that we are performing. Uh, and uh, this is very important also in uh, our relationships. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we, we talk with people that uh, does, don't listen to us. 
they are uh, their mind that uh, are wandering uh, in any direction. And so the ability to listen, to stay focused when you are in a relationship with a person is very, very important. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, I, I imagine myself like a Zen master. Mm -hmm. I like this image. Mm -hmm. You know, the Zen masters, they do everything with uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. When they have a cup of tea, they dedicate all the attention to that, mm -hmm. or a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. or when they have a shower, they are in a state of perfect awareness, mm -hmm. feeling the water that the, uh, goes mm -hmm. under your skin and so on. Uh, that kind of a presence, not to be a zombie that walk on the mm -hmm. on the grounds, mm -hmm. and not to be art. not to be distracted and asleep and. I think uh, one of the reasons that I was really um, inspired, you know, by the article that you wrote about uh, concentration, uh, is this on your website, Giovanni, this article on yes. concentration? Yeah, so people can find it there Yes, um, in English and Italian. Uh, I can put it in English. Okay, Maybe. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, one thing I want to mention is that people may notice at this time of the pandemic a greater tendency towards distraction, yes, you know, yes. as if we weren't distracted enough already. Um, not a, We have become more distracted. And so I, I want to um, just invite us to look at why that is so. Um, and generally... Um, of course, it's habitual, you know, we just are, we, or we, we live in a, t a distracted age. But distraction is also a way in which we um, avoid connection. And we avoid connection to ourselves and to others when we are afraid. You know, we're afraid to be present. And so that is one of the reasons that we see a heightening of distraction at this time, because we are in this time that is so um, unsettling and things are so unknown and potentially threatening. So the survival mechanism at the egoic uh, level of mind is to distract, you know, to move from one thing to the next. So we don't connect to the self. And we, and we do that in a sense as a survival mechanism, but it actually debilitates us because then we do not connect to the actual resources of ourself. So you, you have to, I think, be a yogi and understand that below that level of distraction, if you just stay present and you, you gave such a beautiful example of the Zen master, just drink your tea, but be with your tea, taste it, smell it, feel it, the warmth of the cup. Uh, if it's espresso, it might um, it might be a little uh, quicker process <laughs> than drinking the tea, <laughs> but still, you can be fully present to the bitter taste, um, because then below that is the resources that we need. So when we stay at the level of distraction, um, out of fear, we actually don't connect 
to what will bring us strength in the moment. So I think taking a look at that, contemplating that, understanding the mechanism will help us um, welcome a greater sense of concentration and uh, presence. Yes, I agree completely. <laughs> so we have uh, only a couple of minutes left uh, together. So before we uh, conclude, I want to ask you, um, of course, our, our teacher, Roy Eugene Davis, has left this physical plane uh, just only uh, about a year ago. And um, you have mentioned, you know, how his life inspired you. And is there a particular teaching of his that you would share with us as we uh, conclude our time together? I have loved and love is free and, uh, and uh, no dogmatic way of teaching. Do you say more about that? And uh, because... Uh, while he, uh, he, would, he remained faithful to the teachings of his guru throughout, throughout his life, he has been able to teach his expression mm -hmm. of those teachings mm -hmm. and in a, a non-dogmatic way. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know better than me mm -hmm. <laughs> this. Uh, I love this freedom, this uh, freedom of uh, expression. Yes. And the fact that he let us to be free, mm. not to dogmatic. This is mm. a, a gift in the spirituality now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that reflection about, you know, I, I see him, of course, as embodying the teachings and letting the teachings express through him, which is the gift that he gave us as his teachers um, to let the teachings of Kriya Yoga express through us. And certainly you do that. You shine like the light of the sun. And it's beautiful uh, to know you and to experience Yoga Hour with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It has been a pleasure and much love and blessings to you and to Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.